Hello and welcome to a very special podcast where I am joined by former Plymouth Argyle, Exeter City and Torquay United striker Lee Phillips. Hi Lee. Hi, uh, great to be here. Likewise, nice to have you in and I've missed out a plethora of, uh, of clubs as well there. There's been, yeah, there's, there's been, been quite a few. few. <laughs> Even, I, I don't think I can remember all of them to be honest. No. Well okay, let's crack straight on then and we'll go right the way back to the start. Um, born in Penzance, grew up in St Ives, um, a very good rugby player, weren't you? You played rugby for yeah, yeah you know down, down, down in St Ives uh, they're all rugby mad and my, my, my old man was um, he was manager of uh, St Ives uh, rugby team which was right through from a, a very early age and he led us all the way up to under, under 15s under 13s under 14s you know right right to when we was really young pups and uh you know, he was a big rugby man, so was my granddad, um, and I just stuck with rugby all the way. And I've, you know, I, I was, quote, you know, supposed to be the next, next, next best thing in in the rugby scene. The Jack Lowell of the day. Yeah, <laughs> and I, you know, I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. And uh, you know, if it, if it wasn't for my for my dad, then you know, I'd I don't know what I'd be doing. Yeah. Well, obviously, you went into football, didn't you? So. Um... Yeah, it was a big it was a big step. I, I had a, at the time I had a, a, a couple of um, big clubs uh, for rugby uh, come in for me, um, but at the time it wasn't a professional sport. Um, and the opportunity came up uh, after that with a contract at Plymouth Argyle, um, and it was a professional contract. And you know, every boy dreams, young boy dreams of uh, being a professional football player. And obviously, I I had to you know up sticks and and take the opportunity and I've not moved back since. North. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was um it was a it was a big thing moving away when I was fifteen, um. But like I say, I was in in good hands at Plymouth Argyle. Yeah, and within a year, you're making your first team debut. Yeah, within within a year, yeah. I had a, a couple of good games in the youth team, I think, and uh, got got called up. Got called up one day uh, on the on the walking down from the training pitch. Uh, I remember Kevin Blackwell and Neil Warnock uh, pulling me to one side and saying, "We're going to put you into the into the squad for the first team tonight." And you know, I was I thought they were joking at first, um, <laughs> but you know, I was absolutely over the moon. It was very very daunting because I, I I didn't really class myself as a as a player that was going to start so early playing for the first team, and um, you know, it was a, a massive opportunity for me and. You know, I'm really grateful for, for giving me that opportunity. Yeah, what was he like to work with then, Neil? Neil was one in a million. He was a, a, a very, very good character, um, you know, great to have around. Um, and having Kevin Blackwell alongside him, uh, they, were, they were brilliant together and they, they, they worked with me. Uh, Kevin Blackwell in particular, who, you know, I've, I've got a lot, lot of praise for. He really helped me, coached me along the way. Um, and. You know him and Neil. Neil was a you know a big big voice in the change. If you you didn't have anything to say, you, you didn't want to say it to him. Um, otherwise, he'd be right at you. <laughs> I was going to say we've seen some YouTube videos. Yeah, a few, few scary team, moments. Team uh, a few scary moments in the in the change room, and I've just been sat in a corner look, looking at the floor <laughs> while he's been showering. So yeah, he's, he, he is one in a million. But no doubt a huge influence on your football career. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and you know you can only see how good how how good he's he, he is, and you know managing the Premiership now, and you know for him to give me my my start in um, at, at Plymouth was was amazing. Yeah, what do you remember about those early games and, and your debut? <laughs> the, the, well, <laughs> I, all I remember it stands out walking out walking down because uh, home park you've got that big tunnel where you've yeah. got to come out to the pitch. Walking down those steps, and my legs felt really heavy. Even though, you know, I was on the bench, and, and walking out 
walking out onto the pitch and having a warm up on the pitch, it was just, it was phenomenal. And I, at one point, I even thought to myself, you know, I'm not good enough to be here. You know, this is this isn't me. I'm a rugby player. What am I doing out here in front of I don't know six six to eight thousand fans? Um, and then obviously sitting on the bench, taking it all in the atmosphere, you know, it was it was just pretty surreal. And you know, I had some good good players around me at the time: Mayan Barlow, um, Paul Watton, Mick Heathcote, Mickey Evans, uh, Adrian Littlejohn, to name a few. And you know, they all they all properly looked after me, and it was really 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 fun to be there and, and be around that squad. Yeah. What about for your family as well? Because you say you came from a rugby family. Did they like football as well? Were they sporty people? Yeah, or just they're, rugby? they're all sporty people. You know, I was. Uh, my, my, my dad brought me up as to if, if you play any sport, try and be the best at every sport that you can be. And that's, that's all that I did throughout my career. I, I wanted to be the best if it was football, if it was rugby, if it was running. I always wanted to try and be the best and, and you know, get the best. And that's, that, that's what my dad installed into me. And what, when the opportunity came up, they said about playing for Argyle, they were over the moon. And, you know, like I said, I can't thank my mum and dad enough. For all the travelling they put in, you know, after school, I had to be then we travelled up to, to, to Plymouth and then back again. And my dad was up at four o'clock the next day. Um, so, yeah, it was, they, they, they were massive and, you know, it was, it was a big thing them, them take, spending so much time on me, mm. taking me up to Plymouth. Especially yeah. such a long way away as well. Being yeah, still living nice. in the same times, yeah. Mm. Um, so, let's, let's get back then to when you made your debut. Um, you get the call from Neil Warnock, come on, son, you're coming on. How did that feel? Very nervous, but when it's weird because when you when you when you strip off and you got your kit, you're ready to go onto the pitch, and then you go on. It's you you don't really take in that there's all these people around you and stuff like that. You just want to get on, run around, and at, at that age, all I wanted to do was run, run, and run. And you know, if I if I had a bad touch back in the day, my, my touch wasn't great, but <laughs> my work rate just got me through games. And, and you know, I just thought I'm just going to come on, I'm just going to run around, run my socks off, and see what happens. Mm. And do you remember your first full debut? Um, no, I, I don't actually. No, I think. Um, I, no, I, I honestly can't remember. Really? honestly can't remember. Okay, well, let's take you back to a game that I'm sure you will remember, and that's when you scored your first goal. And as it transpired, your only goal in the Football League, wasn't it? Against, yeah, it was against against Carlisle. only goal against Carlisle. You know. And to be fair, I was playing out on the wing sometimes, rather than being <laughs> a centre-forward. So, you know, the 61 appearances and one goal doesn't really... It's not really fair on me, I don't think. Not reflecting um, at all. But, yeah, that, that, that day, I remember, remember that... that it was amazing, you know. Carlisle's a massive ground. They had a massive ground, ma- massive support there, um, and obviously it was a game that they needed to win to stay up. And getting my starting, getting in the getting in the team for the starting position uh, out wide. Um, I remember the ball. The ball came to me off. I think Steve McCall passed it to me in, in my own half, and I just went on a run. Like you know, I've, I've looked back at a video of it um, a while ago, which I managed to find. Um, Black and, and white, yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, and even you know, looking at it, and I, I couldn't believe it, it, I even scored it with my left foot, which my left foot's only for standing on. So <laughs> you know, to score that, it was yeah, it was phenomenal. And I think I actually got subbed about ten minutes after that because my heart, I was, you know, I just couldn't. I was that over the moon. I couldn't couldn't breathe properly. Really? And then good old Jimmy Glass comes up and spoils the party for me. I was going to say, I mean, that's what the game's remembered for, isn't it? It's the most incredible game yeah. to, to have been a part of. Yeah, it was amazing, you know. And uh, funnily enough, I played in a, a, a Weymouth charity game against uh, Bournemouth Legends and um, 
Jimmy Glass was actually on the bench. Really? And, and, you know, I hadn't seen him since that Carlisle game, and he actually, he, you know, he come up to me and we were talking about it, and you know, it was it was brilliant. It was a great day for me, and obviously a, a fantastic day for him. Yeah, I always think when when you're a footballer, the one thing you want to do, no matter what club you're at, is is leave a mark. Just that one memory that fans can always remember you for, and I guess that's what happened with Jimmy Glass that day. Yeah, definitely. Carlisle. Definitely. You know, he's going to be remembered that he's gone down in history in Carlisle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not long afterwards, though, you ended up going out on loan to to Weymouth. Then was that? down to a change of manager or um, I can't honestly remember I think I was just in and out I was in and out I was playing reserves um, in and out of the squad of the first team and I just needed to get some game times I needed to I needed to do a lot of improving a lot of improving on my touch um, and luckily enough Fred Davis at um, Weymouth um, phoned up and took a gamble on me and I went there and you know from that day I've not looked back since. You know, Weymouth were were massive, a massive, massive uh, pull in my in my career. You know, I started everything out there, scoring goals, had a, had a really good season there, getting looked at by clubs, and you know, I absolutely loved my time at Weymouth. It was brilliant. Yeah, I think Reading and Yeovil were both. Yeah, Reading and Yeovil. I did actually go to Yeovil with um, Gary Johnson uh, for for a couple of weeks trial. They wanted me, um, but I think at the end of it, it was down to a lot of money waiting for asking for, so it didn't materialise, which is which is fair enough. Yeah, but in the long run, though, it probably worked out well for you. Um, a year or so later, you, you ended up at Exeter. Yeah, it did, yeah. And Exeter, you know, the Plymouth fans probably won't like it, but Exeter's <laughs> my, my favourite club. Um, absolutely love, love my time there. In hindsight, looking back on my career, I would have liked... I probably would have liked to stay there for the whole of my career and finish my career there, but you know it, it didn't work. Didn't work out that way. Um, but looking back, I, I would love to have, love to have stayed at Exeter. Mm. When you made the move to Exeter and given your connections to Argyle, did that play on your mind at the time? No, not at all. I, it, it's just it's just one of those things. Um, you know, I, I loved playing in the derbies, the derby games. Uh, Plymouth, Exeter, Torquay, all, all of those games. You, you've got to relish playing in games like that, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah, apart from the semi-final, perhaps. Yeah, we're not talking about that one. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. We'll come <laughs> to that later on. Um, so, that, how did the move to Exeter come about? Obviously, it was Alec, Alex Inglethorpe was the Exeter manager at the time, and you came along with um, Steve Tully, didn't you? Yeah, me and Steve, um, uh, we were having really good seasons, seasons at Weymouth, and the opportunity came up. They, they, they come in for us, and straight away um, after speaking to Alex it was it was a no-brainer I had to go there um, I knew knew of a couple of the players there and I was unlucky enough to not not sign before they got the uh, Manchester United game mm. I was unlucky enough not to sign before then which is disappointing but um, yeah because you're yeah. a big United fan aren't you? yeah big United fan as well so um, yeah if I was praying that I was going to get signed before then but obviously that didn't work out <laughs> And at the time, I mean, Weymouth were a decent team, weren't they? Because they were in the National League as well. Yeah, they were conferences. Ex- like ex- they were excellent. You know, we had um, some some really really good players there, and we were really unlucky not not to win not to win the league. We just faded out of the faded out of the last. Yeah. So Alex Inglethorpe, um, you said that as soon as he came in for you, it was a no brainer. Really, what was it he he said that persuaded you to join? He just he just sold the club to me. Um, he, he said his, his visions for the future, um, the players, the players that were there. I knew of, I knew of quite a lot of the players there. I did I did watch the local scene of, of, of Plymouth Torquay Annex and uh, how they were getting on. Um, and yeah, I, 
straight away I just I just thought it's a massive club you know it was another step up for me mm-hmm. going from Weymouth and then step up again um, so I thought yeah I've, I've got to try and push myself and see see if I can go on and score more goals at a, at a high level and you certainly did and you ended up with the player of the year award didn't you yeah player of the year award um, I think I'd, I'm not sure if I got top goal scorer that season but like I say, I, I absolutely loved every minute of it there. You know, the, the, the fans, um, Alex, Paul Buckle there, all the, all the players. I played with some fantastic players at that, uh, at that stage of my career. And, um, you know, like I say, it's, it holds a big, big place in my heart. Mm. So when Alex left then, was that a, a massive disappointment for you? It was, it was, yeah. Um, you know, I, I knew, knew Paul Tisdale was coming in. Paul Tisdale, absolute fantastic manager. You know, the wonders he he worked wonders at Exeter, and obviously moved on now. Um, but yeah, it was it wasn't a case of um, as soon as Alex w- went, me wanting to leave straight away because um, I, I wasn't wasn't really like that. Um, Paul came in, I had a good conversation. I wasn't playing, I wasn't playing regularly enough, and I wanted to play. I wanted to play as much as I could, and then obviously Paul Buckle left. Paul Buckle left to manager, manage um, Torquay United, and then then the opportunity came for me to go to Torquay. And mm. me and Bucks are really really good mates, um, so I decided to make the big decision and go and <laughs> jump ship again to Torquay. <laughs> yeah. Well, just before we move on to your time at Torquay, let's talk about that that year under Tiz because, as you say, you're in and out of the team. But towards the end of the season, I remember Tiz decided to play with you and John Challoner as strikers, didn't he? Yeah. And, and that really sort of clicked. Yeah, me and John, the good thing about me and John, we're, we're best of friends. We still talk to each other now. Um, he's, a, he's a great lad and to play up front with him, uh, he's, he's, he's outstanding. He's, he's, still, he's still doing a bit now as well, uh, still banging in the goals. Um, yeah, we had, a really good, we had a really good partnership and you know, our relationship uh, blossomed from that. It was, it, it was really good. He scored a lot of goals, I scored a lot of goals and we could read what each other was doing on the pitch. And when, when it got to the playoffs, of course, um, disappointing to lose that first game at home to Oxford, but then going up to the Kassam, that must be one of the greatest yeah, nights of your life. Yeah, the first, the first leg, I remember I was, I was, I was on the bench um, and I was bitterly disappointed. And I, th- I think a few others were disappointed as well that I wasn't playing. And then I remember doing a uh, piece in the piece in the paper, um, just saying, "Look, I'm ready. I'll just play me." And f- amazingly, he t- made the decision to play me up front at the Kassam at Oxford, which was what an amazing night. It was, it was phenomenal. I had a goal disallowed. It was never offside. Uh, which was, was it? never offside. <laughs> um, and then scored. And you know that that feeling when when Tiz has put his faith in me to 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 start the game mm. to score. And it was a was a massive thing, ma- massive thing, and it, you know it was a it was a night to remember. I remember that article very well as well because I wrote it. Oh right, so <laughs> I think it. it was um, "Let Me Fire Exeter to Wembley" on the yeah, back page of the morning. My, my dad's got so. all the scrapbooks at home, Has so he? yeah. Oh, so, fantastic! Yeah. Um, as you say, though, you got that goal, but at the time, City one 0 down from the first leg, they got that early goal, so two 0 down. It was looking pretty bleak, but I mean, all, what I remember about that goal. It was a pretty simple header, really. Yes, yeah, cross it was a that made it. Fantastic cross from from Matty Gill, you know, out wide. I couldn't actually believe he managed to do it because it was sort of like a, a, a volley, half volley sort of um, sort of cross, yeah, and it was just land, yeah, landed beautifully to me. And you know, I just managed to, to head it in. Do you remember a couple of weeks before playing at Stevenage and Gilly had a shot doing ex- using exactly the same technique, and it hit the bar, hit the bar on the post, and came out. Don't you? I was behind the goal, so I remember that quite well at the right. time. Um, but, so then you scored the goal against Oxford, 
brought us back into it at 2-1. Um, Stano went and got the equaliser, of course. Yeah, well, I, I pulled my hammy, so I had to come off. Stano come on and, you know, Stano, bless his heart, comes on and, and does what he does. Natural goal scorer, always scores goals, and, you know, and he puts it in the back of the net. It was fantastic. And then it went to penalties. Went to penalties, yeah. To be honest, I don't, I, if, if I was on the pitch, would I have taken a penalty? Would I not? I don't know. We'd have to see. But yeah, so, some, uh, some, some great penalties were taken. I think Steve Tully uh, ended up scoring the winner. And it was uh, in the change room afterwards. It was, um, it was quite quiet, put it that way. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, of course, that was the first time that Exeter got to Wembley, so there were so many firsts that sort of happened at that time with... Um, I mean, I always thought Steve Perryman was the man behind it all, because he always said, get that first bit of success and the rest yeah. will follow, and that kind of ended up ringing true. Um, going on to Wembley, though, uh, it's such a strange one, wasn't it? Because the club was on such a high, but then there was so much turmoil going on with the goalkeeper situation and ultimately losing to, to Morecambe. Yeah, it was. Um, we started. We started the game really well. Everyone, everyone felt. You know, in in the morning when we arrived to the ground, everyone, you know, obviously in awe of the ground and, and what it was like. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal start. Everything, nothing could have gone better. Um, and then when it comes to the kickoff, you know, we started well again. We managed to go ahead. And then after after that, it was. I um, my hammy went again. And I had to come off, and uh, I think obviously Matty Gill, he got sent off. He did get yeah, sent, got off, sent yeah. off. Yeah, I remember that. He got sent off, and then uh, it was all pretty much downhill from there, which mm. was really, really disappointing, especially for the amount of people that were there. It was, um, it was phenomenal. Yeah, you very sort of um, underplayed the goal at Wembley because um, it was you that scored it, of course. Yeah, yeah, it was. And, you know, I think if you, Are you smiling I, I now, tend to, I tend to talk about it a lot. I do bring it up a lot, lot, lot of salt ash. So all the lads, all the lads that I'm, I, I play with now, I do bring it up a lot. And they, do, they do, they do take the mick out of me. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it was another header, fantastic bit of skill from John Challoner out wide, and as he does, he managed to dig it out and uh, pick me out and. I do what I do do best with my head, and that's that's, that's score goals. <laughs> so yeah, it was um, phenomenal feeling. Um, I can remember. I didn't even want to go and go go in there celebrate with John for doing all the hard work and me tapping it in. So I had to run over to the to the bench where I could see my uh, mum and dad and yeah. uh, celebrate with them. I saw some tweets from John actually. It still rankles in him, doesn't it? Yeah, he does. <laughs> he, he's he's not he's not a happy jabby about it. He says <laughs> I should have run over to him, but. Never mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, as we say, it ended in disappointment with uh, Morecambe coming back and, and winning that one. Then um, the move came in the summer, didn't it, when you went to Torquay? Yeah, yeah, it came, came in the summer. Um, like I say, it was uh, it was one of those things where Bucks left and straight away he, he, he called me up and said, look, I'd love you to come and join me. Obviously, he spoke to the club. Um, the club asked if I, if I wanted to go. Um, obviously, they said they didn't want me to go. Um, but I th- thought that the, the time was the time was right for me to just go and experience something else. So I up sticks again from Plymouth to Exeter onto Torquay. I thought I might as well get them all in while I'm down here. <laughs> Take so, them off. Yeah. Well, I've, well, I've got a question from uh, Ben Shepherd. He said, "Lee, you've talked openly about the regret in leaving Exeter uh, at the time. What made you leave the club, and um, what did you end up missing so much about City?" Um, like I say, the, the the pull of the the move was. Me and Bucks had a really strong relationship. Yeah. He really, really a lot of the players did at the time, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, he was he was brilliant. His man management skills were fantastic, and he was he was also very good um, 
when you weren't at work, he was he was calling you, texting you, making sure you're alright, asking what you need to improve on and stuff like that, which I thought was um, really, really, really good, and we, our, our friendship blossomed from that. Um, so I think the the main pull for me was was Bucks. Um, but like I say, looking looking back on it, looking back, if I had my if I could change anything now, I'd um, I'd have probably stayed in Exeter. What was it about Exeter that made it so special for you? Just everything, the the, the setup, you know, walking into walking into the ground, looking at the ground. I know obviously it's changed now, but it was just it was just brilliant. The, the, the fans, this all just just at you, just what you know to speak to you. They're, they're, they're brilliant. Obviously, they had the, the, the great setup at the Cat and Fiddle, uh, which they've still got, which they've progressed to, to, to bigger things now. Um, but yeah, it was everything. The, the, the training facilities, the ground, the staff, the fans. It was a, yeah, it was a really good good place to be. Mm. And when you went to Torquay, of course, there was yourself. Toddy went as well. Bucks had gone. Ricey was there. Yeah. So um, a lot of familiar faces again. Yeah, a lot of familiar faces, which, 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 which obviously made it easier. Um, yeah. You know, I think uh, Toddy and I went in exactly at the same time, and having Toddy there was a, 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 another big pull because Toddy was a fantastic player and still is, still still playing now. Um, and like I say, Torquay was a it was a fantastic ground, fantastic place to to, to be. Um, the fans and all were there, there. They had everything there, and you know, I know the vision of Bucks. He was so eager to to progress and win the league. Um, I could see his vision. I could see the players that he wanted to get in, and I was I was really impressed by that. And, and going there, um, very disappointed that we didn't um, we didn't get promoted or, or win anything there. Yeah, of course they'd just been taken over as well by um, uh, Bristow. I forget his first name, Paul Bristow. Paul Bristow. Yeah, the Bristow family had won the won the lottery, of yeah. course. So it was very much a time of change at Torquay. And as you say, I mean that season you started like an absolute. Express train, didn't you? you yeah, we started, started really, season. started really well. Um, you know, like I say, we, we were scoring goals, we were creating goals, weren't weren't uh, conceding many. Um, but you know, it was one of those things. It was one of what just wasn't wasn't meant to be that year. And of course, you got to the, the playoffs. I know you don't talk about it too much. It just fate, I suppose. I mean, both Exeter and Torquay were massive in the conference that year, and it, that whole rivalry just seemed to yeah. step up a notch. Yeah, it? it was, a, it was two, uh, two cracking games. Um, obviously, uh, at Exeter, that was a that was a cracker, and then obviously uh, playing more to lose that game. It was um, yeah, a very sad day to be honest. Yeah, well, I've got a question from one of your former teammates here, Martin Rice, who's saying, "What's with the stupidly big shin pads?" <laughs> <laughs> Well, we can go back to Plymouth. He knows all about this. We, 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 could, we could go back to the Plymouth Argyle days when um, I broke my leg. Broke my leg. Um, it was just a, a hairline fracture when I was 15, stroke 16. Um, and the club, uh, bless them, made these. Uh, took me to the to the university to have specially made shin pads. Um, they were like cricket pads. Still got them now. Absolutely, like cricket pads, and I still wore, still wear them to the day. Really? Um, yeah. Were they the same shin pads you had throughout your career? Exactly the same shin wow. pads I had in all my career. Just purely, it was purely a, a mind thing because obviously breaking your legs. And mm. I know that these were made of uh, sort of like a uh, steel. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> virtually. Yeah, but they were they were unbreakable. Nothing would go through them, and I just I've, I've kept them throughout my career, and they are. They are monsters. Every, every every club I've been at, they all say, "What the hell have you got on your shins?" So, but yeah, I'll I'll, um, I'll keep them. I'll, I'll, I think I might have to auction them off. Or give them to Ricey. Yeah, I'll give them to Ricey. Yeah. 
Um, you were only at Torquay for a year though, which was quite surprising at the time, and then you moved on to Rushton. Yeah, it was. Um, I wasn't intending on leaving Torquay. Wasn't intending at all. Um, but Bucks had other ideas. Um, you know, not falling out with him at all. Um, he, he said that Russian and Diamonds, Gary Hill at Russian and Diamonds, who had wanted me for a long, long time. Um, Wait, uh, Gary, was Gary someone you worked with at Weymouth as well, or not? Uh, no, I wasn't, oh, okay. I wasn't, didn't, didn't, wasn't with him there. Um, and he made a call, and then Bucks phoned me up one day when I was in, uh, at home in Plymouth. Um, and I, I was just taken aback. I was devastated, to be honest. I didn't want to move out of the area. Um, but Bucks had other ideas, so you know he, he wanted to bring other people in. He had Elliot, Elliot Benyon coming through the ranks, a young younger lad, um, which is which is fair enough, and I respect him for for saying for saying that, but not leaving me. He didn't want to. He didn't want me to be a bit part player, mm. uh, coming on the bench. Um, so the opportunity came for me to travel all the way to Russian and Diamonds, um, which was at the time that was a, a massive club and uh, a massive a massive team that Gary was putting together. Yeah, were they conference at the time or they were, yeah. yeah. And they wanted to they wanted to go for it. They wanted to do this and that. They had the, the most amazing facilities. Yeah. Ever, you know, the the best that I've 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 come across in my career anyway. Um, and yeah, so I up sticks and went to Rushton. Mm, it's a real shame to see what's happened to them because, of course, they went bankrupt and even the ground's been knocked down now. Yeah, it? that's right. I think they've, they've started up again um, yeah. uh, and they're doing really well. I think they're second or third in, the, in their respective league. Um, so I, I think there's a good chance that they might work their way up, work their way up the, the leagues. Yeah, so after Rushton, Cambridge, Bath. Chippenham, I remember bumping into you at Chippenham. Yeah, and that was the right. first time actually I saw Ollie Watkins play for Exeter. Oh, was it? Yeah, he came on and scored four, yeah, I think, in the last quarter of an hour or so. Fr- absolutely frightening. Yeah, and then finishing your career with uh, Exmouth and Saltash down here in, in the South West Peninsula League. But um, you just seem to love your football wherever you played. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was like I say, I've been, abs- I've been very privileged. I've played with some fantastic players, some fantastic managers. And you know some amazing clubs, really, really big clubs, and uh, you know I'm, I've been very privileged. Yeah, and finishing at Saltash, it seemed like there's a cracking spirit. Yeah, Saltash is absolutely, it's <laughs> absolutely brilliant. You know, it's, uh, it came about um, Exmouth. I, I left Exmouth because obviously I was living living in Plymouth, and it was too much of, of, of travelling and stuff. Um, and I didn't, I honestly didn't know who I was going to go to. But then I just, you know, salt ashes over the road. I know Matty Cusack, I know Dane Bunny, I know a few of the other lads. So I saw uh, Matty's brother Aaron um, at a fate up in uh, Plimpton St Morris, and uh, I said, "Oh, can I? Can you get hold of your your brother for me? I'm looking for a club if he'd like to." And then five minutes later, I walked in the front door, and I had a phone call from from Matty saying, "Yeah, we'd love to have you down here." Um, as soon as I got there, Matty, Matty Cusack and Dane, a phenomenal partnership. They're, they're brilliant together. They're the best of friends. Um, I can't speak highly enough of Matty and his coaching. He's um, he's going to go on to bigger and better things, um, you know. And he's doing a he's doing a fantastic fantastic job at, at Saltash, and it is a really really good club to be at. Mm. Of course, you had a bit of success last year as well. Yeah, we won the Cornwall Senior Cup, and it was um, you know it was a long time coming. They, you know they've. They've just missed out on the cup the, the year before. Um, they've been very unlucky in the league, um, but I know the one that they wanted, wanted to win was that cup, and uh, you know I was delighted to be part 
be part of that and help them win it. Absolutely. Well, I've got a couple of questions from teammates there as well. Paul Heavenan, uh, what were you thinking with that first Barnet? I think that's in relation <laughs> um, to the... He's re- yeah, in relation to the Plymouth Argyle, um, yeah. Curtains. Yeah, curtains. Curtains were back in the, back in the day, we were in yeah. fashion, so um, yeah, it was, a, it was a very cool haircut at the time. Absolutely, and Callum O'Brien saying, why have you got no hair? <laughs> I've got no hair because I like... Worrying about him. I, I like You're not sure I was worrying about him. Yeah, I like showing off all the scars I've got on my head from, uh, from, 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 yeah, from stitches. Brilliant. Right, well, I did set you a, a bit of a challenge yesterday to come up with um, your dream team of players that you played with throughout your career. Do you want to talk us through it? I think, have you got them? I've got them there, yeah. Just when I've written them, otherwise I'd have a different eleven, I reckon. Yeah, well, the the team that I've gone uh, that I've gone for, um, I've gone for Danny Potter in goal, fantastic goalkeeper, um, and definitely one of the best. I could have actually put Bruce Grobbler in there for Plymouth Argyle, but I didn't really get to play with him much. (laughs) Um, I've gone with Steve Tully. uh, You know, I can't can't speak more highly of him. Fantastic player. Matthew Bound at Weymouth, um, he was just a, a man mountain, uh, alongside Chris Todd. Uh, Chris Todd, what can I say about him? He's a, he's a great friend of mine and a fantastic, fantastic and skipper and player. He went through the mill, didn't he? At, at yeah, he did, well. he did. And, you know, to, to go through what he's, what, what he's gone through in his, in his life and careers, but he's, he's fantastic and he's, he's one in a million. Um, then I've gone with Kevin Nicholson, who's, <laughs> His left foot is just a wand, yeah. um, and he's another another great lad. And he, you know, even though he's quite a chubby lad, he can he can certainly <laughs> run up and down that wing. I'm hey, sure I'm sure he'll love me for saying that. Um, what do you make of him being down at Mausel now? Yeah, I mean, that's near to near to St Ives. Yeah, that's that's not far not far from me. So I'm going to have to go down and pay him a visit. I think. Um, then I've gone with uh, best friend of mine, John Challoner, uh, out on the wing because uh, he, he he could play right, right wing or uh, up top, and you know he's do, he's he's a fantastic player. In the middle, Paul Buckle and Steve McCall. Paul, just you know he's just everywhere, everywhere. Great, great uh, centre midfield player, and Steve McCall, absolute legend. Um, he's the only player. That I've ever seen in training nutmeg somebody twice um, in in just off the bat and it was uh, it was fantastic and he's, he had everything. Yeah, it's interesting you mention him because I think he's a bit of an underrated player from Plymouth Argyle's sort of time back then. Yeah, back in the back, back when I was there, he looked. I looked at him and I thought, "There's no way you're a player. You look you look about sixty years old." Even when I was there, and you know, when when I saw him train, he was um, he was absolutely phenomenal. You just his, his first touch, you just couldn't keep the ball off him. He was he was fantastic, stunning career as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, then I've gone for the legend that is Scott Murray, who's the, now the Bristol City kit man. Um, what a, what a player! Absolutely, absolutely phenomenal, and he's full of full of the banter, and he's he's, he's a great lad. And the two lads up top, I've gone for Steve Claridge, my all-time favourite centre forward. Out of everyone, I had the you know the opportunity to play with him up front at Weymouth, and um, yeah, it was um, fantastic. Did you learn a lot of? Le- yeah, learnt loads off him. Um, you know, I thought take it back to one game with local derby playing against Dorchester. We won, beat them eight nil, and we both scored hat tricks. So, and he, and bless him, he, because obviously he's probably scored about 100 hat-tricks in his career, let me keep the match ball. <laughs> That's nice of it. So, yeah, and the, the other centre-forward I've, I've put on is someone 
who could probably do anything with a football. Um, a fantastic, fantastic lad. He's he's very different. But I've gone for Leon Knight, who's um, yeah, he's uh, only about three foot two. Um, but yeah, the stuff that he can do with a ball is um, is 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 phenomenal. And that team's so good that you can't get in it. No, I've put myself on the bench. <laughs> so yeah, you only need me on the bench. That's it. Yeah, okay. that's, that's, that's a very good team. And managing, who do you have managing that team? <sighs> Manager um, is going to have to be Alex Inglethorpe. He was um, massive in my career. He's gone on to do bigger and better things, um, and not only was he a great manager, he was a great friend as well. So yeah, I'll go balancing the four. Mm. Well, he's up at Liverpool now, isn't he? He's, he is. He's, yeah, he's doing. Uh, he's doing. Doing brilliantly. Mm. And when you see the likes of Trent Alexander-Arnold coming through and and what have you, it's uh, down to Alex. Exactly. Exactly. Brilliant. Well, what next then, Lee? You obviously cool time on your on your football career. Yeah, I'm still going to be. Well, can uh, I can I just ask you why first? Um, the reason uh, being that I called it so early was purely down to my knees. Um, I was told to give up football a couple of years ago. Um, my knees are basically bone on bone at the minute, um, so it's quite sore and the swelling. I've, I've been get, managing to get through games, but uh, played against family from Boxing Day, and since then my swelling's not gone down in, one, in, in my left knee. So I'll probably end up having to have an operation, um, but. You know, it's, it's better to do it now than carry on and maybe come to the end of the season and not be able to walk. So, yeah, I've made, made, made the right decision and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with it. I'm still going to help out um, Dane and Matty of Saltash just with whatever they need me to do, the warm-ups, which I've been doing, um, and just, just to stay around the lads because still, I still think we can win a couple of trophies this season and I'm sure the lads are very much capable of doing it. Yeah, looking longer term, you... Tempted by management and um, coaching? Maybe I've had a few. I've had a few little little texts off off, off some people uh, regarding next season. But I'm just going to play it by ear. I'm going to enjoy the rest of the season with Salt Ash. Um, I'm going to enjoy watching my son who plays for Swift F Swift FC um, on a, on a Sunday. I'm going to enjoy enjoy watching him play mm. and then just just see what happens. I'm just going to just play it by ear. Fantastic. Well, great career and many highlights. Have you got any in, in particular that stand out? Um, obviously my debut, but I'm going to have to go with uh, my goal at Wembley. at Wembley. Yeah, it was uh, you know not many people can say they've scored at Wembley, and it's what everyone dreams of, isn't exactly. it? Exactly, and you know even I've played there three times, but I've also lost there three times, so it's not a place to go to to mm. lose. But to score a goal, I can always I can always have that memory and, and, and tell my grandkids. Brilliant. Well, Lee, thanks ever so much for coming in and joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. I hope you guys out there have enjoyed it too, and we wish Lee all the very best with whatever he does next. Thank you very much. Cheers, Lee. Take care.